We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, it's Bud Harris here with another Panther Rants podcast. Happy hump day to you guys. I myself, I'm hanging in there, I'm battling a sass infection. Obviously everybody else in my <clears throat> in my household had it. And it's made its way to me, so... Basically, I'm on antibiotics and whatnot. Oh, oh, wait a minute, flow days as well. But for a lot of you, <clears throat> like myself, who get sick... My, you know, I went to an urgent care center, and urgent care for my, my copay is 70 bucks. So I'm sure for some of you guys and girls, if you have a high copay with your urgent care, check out the CVS Minute Clinic. Check those out. I think Walgreens even has a clinic too. Sometimes, basically, they have basically they have like a nurse on site, and you know, go online and look to see what the wait time is because you can schedule an appointment. For me, you know, I just went. I went when the clinic first opened, and I think I waited maybe, maybe like a half hour because that's there was one person ahead of me. But you know, for. In case you know, for, for for if you know you have a cold, go there. Even strep throat. My copay was like ten bucks. Yeah, my copay was ten bucks, and of course, you know they, they prescribed me you know, some meds. I got Flonase and you know you know penicillin. And my meds came out to like five bucks total, which wasn't too bad. I mean, it just depends on your plan, but still, if you're looking to save some money on a copay, check those places out first. That's one thing I recommend usually. I mean, you know, for me, what I do is is I take my healthcare card and I'll register it on their site. Depending on you know who your plan is, who you register, you know if it's United Hell, Cigna, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, or whatnot. Go there. A lot of times you could go find you could find out how much certain things are going to co- are going to cost you, and where you can get the best deal at. I mean, these have been <clears throat> th- these have been you know around for quite some time and just that people don't really know about them that you can do that or they just don't take the time to do it for me when it comes to healthcare that's why that's basically what I do 
you know, same with eyeglasses, dental, whatnot. Basically, you need quotes. Anyways, guys. Pitt basketball dropped on our game last night. And, you know, the team is pretty much in free fall now. It's been for a while. And I said if it wasn't for the Florida State victory, not the Florida State, but the double overtime win against Louisville, they're probably looking at 0-18 in the ACC again. And I guess, you know, I had you know a per- person mention me on Twitter not to take wins away from these guys. And I really wasn't trying to do that. It just, I just said that the, you know, if it wasn't for that win, they would have, they would have got the Florida State win either. And mainly because I was saying that these guys ever since then have been hit with a lot of adversity. Because basically the season has gotten tougher. And when you know when going gets tough, you know, tough gets going and they just keep losing. And it's odd because I think a lot of it's just a lot of it's frustration. You can see it now. I mean Capel's frustrated, the players are frustrated. And if you look at a lot of their games, which is what I did, which is what I've been doing now, why they're losing is just so freaking complex. And all I can say is the reason, it's basically the goalposts just keep getting moved further and further back for them. Anytime in a game where you think they'd finally get to, the, get to that goal line, it gets <laughs> the goal line moves back another 30 yards and they're back to the square one again. And if you look at a lot of their games, it just it's it's a combination of a lot of things in their games. You know, one game they may shoot better than their opponent, but they, they but they will have turned the ball over a lot more. And so their team is getting a lot of their points off of turnovers and whatnot, second chance points, or they're just or their team is just shooting bad and pitches happening to shoot worse than they are or playing worse than they are. But like it's if you look at the, like the uh, the stats from different games, like the second you know points off turnovers, points in the paint, you know turnovers in general. It's just there's so many formulas as to why they keep losing games. You know, if they if they if they have one area fixed for that game, there's about four other areas in their game that's broke, and they just can't seem to dig themselves out of it. And it's frustrating. And you can see the the blight language on the players is is bad. They're they're, they're frustrated because they've been losing, and they just can't get out of it. And now it's moved over to Jeff Capel, and Capel's frustrated. But I think Capel just needs to calm down a little bit. I know he's – it just is what it is right now with this group. And Basically, basically they got to finish the year out. Yeah, they, they should have won some more games, and they were capable of it. But it's just not going to happen. And, you know, there's some – they've – Lost to some pretty bad teams in the ACC, and if they're going to beat them, they're not going to beat anybody else. But 
stranger things have happened. But uh, basically, Capel has to get more players in, more of his guys. And who knows? They'll probably they'll be fine after that. Time will time will tell. And uh, you know, Pitt women's are get they're getting ready to start the ACC tournament. I think they're a fourteenth seed. Uh, you know, if, the fact that Lance White got two ACC wins off that team is f- phenomenal because I know they ha- they did lose some players during the season, and they were just. Uh, You know, basically, he's shorthanded, kind of, because, you know, Susie didn't leave him much to work with. But the fact he got two ACC wins off that team is, uh, you know, it's actually really, really good. And what's great is he got those wins late in the season. So whatever he did, it's obviously taken hold with these players. And I think we may see a lot more. I mean, I, I said at one point that I think Lance White, you know, in the women's program, they may have they may be more successful than the men's program down the road. It's just a you know, in case of Lance White, you know, Capel's an established coach already. I mean, he's he can recruit. He's been the elite eight. He's landed some big players. Lance White for him, for him. He could be. He could go that road down the road too. It's just the players got to come in. The pieces got to come together for him. And if, and if if they do, you know, we may have something really good with the women's program. You know, Agnes did Baradona did a hell of a job with it, but then she lost the whole recruiting class, and a lot of other stuff happened, and it just fell apart. Whatever she built, you know, with with Mercedes Walker and Shavonta Zealous. It just came crumbling down. I mean, I mean, one of the first pieces, obviously, was when, when Mercedes Walker. Her sister was a very highly, rec- you know, she was a very highly regarded uh, player, and she was he- going to head come to Pitt. And she changed up with UCLA, and there were some pretty decent players that Agnes already had, and they just rec- they just left out of nowhere. I mean, Pepper Wilson went to Miami. She transferred. I mean, the whole the whole class left. After that, things started to go really bad. Then we brought Susie, and Susie at the time was 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 the right hire because she had a well decorated basketball career. She went. She played in the WNBA as well. She had a really good career coaching high school basketball in Oakland Catholic. She went to Duquesne and did a hell of a job. But she came to Pitt, and I guess she had some early success, and it just came falling flat. And a lot of people attribute what she did at Duquesne to her assistant coach, who's now the head coach at Duquesne. And basically, you know, that person stayed behind, and they're doing pretty well. Whereas Susie, you know, she has she did well early on. She had, she got to the tournament, I believe. 
but it just came crashing down. Of course, her personality, obviously, after a while, didn't mesh with these pl- newer players. Because she came from the Renee Portland style. And that style just really doesn't work. You know, I knew, you know, I knew, I, I had lunch with a uh, player who played for Renee at Penn State, and let's just say she didn't have really kind words to say about Renee. And Renee pretty much, Renee obviously got herself into some trouble because she wanted her uh, female players to be straight. And she got in trouble for it, and the state's reaction to what the stuff Renee was doing was, was a center to diversity training. Which was which was kind of you know would it would take anyone back because a back because here you had the state investig, investigating the cost of the Pearson Event Center, and it was a pretty lengthy one they did. But then you know a state employee is discriminating, and Lord knows what else she was doing. They started a diversity training for thirty, for 30 days, and that was it. But eventually. <laughs> they couldn't really. They had to part ways with her. And at one point, at one point, you know, she had support from Joe Paterno, and Joe had to cut ties with her as well because he couldn't say. At one point, he couldn't save her anymore because he didn't have the clout as he used to. And of course, you know, things for Joe started to fall apart as well, as we all would, you know, see that unfold. But anyways, as far as that goes with the Hoops teams, you know, just kick back and, you know, occupy yourself with other stuff. You, know, you can keep watching the games. I mean, it's March, so playing great games coming on. It's a, the fun time of the year is coming up. Championship, championship week is coming up soon. It's a fun time for college hoops. This is, you know, this is March. Now, supposedly there's, I guess, well, I think April 7th, there's going to be some big uniform reveal. Pitt's going to go back to the old retro retro color, supposedly. But uh, as far as these games go, when, 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 the, when Pitt has these themes and stuff, I hope, they, I hope, I can't wait till they start winning again so they can stop with these themes. And just leave this crap to the pirates. Where you don't have to go because they're having, uh, you know, funny hat day or some crap like that. You know, first ten thousand fans get a get a funny hat. You know, I want I want to get the program back to where the where the where the ass kicking is the is worth the cost of mission in itself. That's what I want. And of course, speaking of the Pirates, we're at the point of this year where people are going to bitch and moan about the Pirates all through spring training. Oh, I can't stand them. They don't spend any money. and I hate them. I hate the Dunnings. I'm boycotting. I'm not going to the games. Then, of course, there you are. 
sitting down in, in that beautiful ballpark with that beautiful skyline, that beautiful grass, that big city skyline lo- overlooking the river. And you got the Clemente Bridge, the boats, you got your beer or soda or whatnot. And you got whatever trendy menu item they have this year, whether it's whether it's the uh, the, the glazed donut permani sandwich or the uh, hot dog stuff or Fruit Loops or some crap like that. Or maybe it's all-you-can-eat night. Or pizza night, hot dog, whatever whatever it is. For a lot of you that have kids, you take them to the ballpark because it's a fun experience. And that's the thing with the, the Pirates themselves is the whole Pirate baseball game experience is a good one in itself. And that's why a lot of people go because it's a great experience. It's fun. You know, especially at night. It's a beautiful night. You get to see this beautiful the lights. Maybe maybe some fireworks. But the, you know, the the winning part is just a bonus. They may win if they do good. By the night, you've had a great time. And that's pretty much what the point of this whole thing is. is the pirates, though, they may not have the they may not spend the money to. Uh, you know, field a winning baseball team. But they're going to find ways to turn their profit no matter what. Whether it's the experience itself, the bobbleheads, you know, jer- the jerseys, whatnot. They always find a way. They have they bring bands into play, fireworks, because people love fireworks for a reason. It's all there. So regardless of it, people are going to always keep coming back. Because it's hypnotic. You just love it and you just can't get enough of it. But the Pirates did last year have a winning team, regardless of what happened. They had, they, they finished their 500. Yeah, they didn't make the wild card. But they had a winning team. Or maybe I should say winning record. Because winning team and winning record are two different things. Because... Teams could turn a winning record, but do you see any, you know, forecast down the road that it's going to lead to more? Because you could have a team that finishes, say, 84 and 80 or 85 and 85 and 85 and 79 or, or whatnot. You could have teams like that, but are, are they, are they going to go to the next level? Are they going to compete for a playoff spot? Or they going to remain stagnant and just be that sub-500 ball club. Maybe that's what the parts are going for. Who knows? But all I know is, once the payments are done, people are going to look for stuff to do. And they will go to the Pirates. But then eventually the Steelers will start up again. And we all know how that, how, we all know that drama Basically, with the AB and Ben drama, I'll give you know AB some credit. He's able, he's been able to work the national media into making Ben more of a villain than he is. You know, it, it's funny because you know, 
I sat there and saw clips of Shannon Sharp saying, Ben's never done this, Ben's never done that. But then, Shannon's flipping his story now, going after A.B., Maybe it's because on the shop when he when he when he was with LeBron, I guess on Friday he did the episode. AB took a lot of shots of people. He took a shot at Shannon Sharp because he thought he said these athletes when they leave, you know, they don't do nothing. And he was referring to Shannon Sharp just you know drinking heady, pretending to drink heady and smoking his uh, black and mild or his backwoods. And LeBron obviously wants to be a team owner, which he pretty much already is. But I just found it ironic that AB's airing his grievances out to, well, I mean, there was a bunch of guys on that panel. But he's airing them out to somebody who just tried to trade his whole team away. And of course, Anthony Davis was on that panel as well. He was there. And, you know, LeBron's, you know, Anthony Davis is going to eventually get what he wants. He's going to get traded because that's what he wants to do. But the thing is, is he has one more year left on his deal. And he's obviously very valuable. And this is is where the business aspect comes into the play. The Pelicans are going to deal him. but, But right now, they don't have to give him away. And that's pretty much what people expected them to do. Was just to hand him over to L.A. with, you know, with really no good players to come back to them. They don't have to give the to give Anthony Davis away. It's a business. They know they know his value on the market. They're gonna see what they can get for him. Because he has a year left on his deal. He, they can do that. And I'm sure when the season's over, they will probably shop him around. They're gonna have to. Especially probably before the draft. It's just the trade deadline. You know, when the trade deadline came, they couldn't really get anything for him at that point because there was, they couldn't get a good enough deal. And, you know, I don't blame the Pelicans for not trading him. They know his value. Don't rush it. Wait, you know, wait out and see what deal you get. And if anything, if it, you know, waiting to see... If this deal, if his deal benefits Davis as well, that's all he can do. Now, there's talk of Anthony Davis going to the Knicks, going to the Knicks with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Now, Kyrie Irving is, you know, been under some dramas of late. I mean, he doesn't like the cameras around him. Although he, although he did, he does like to be in the spotlight. Although he did make a movie about himself, he basically doesn't like all the attention he's getting. But the thing is, is he get he got he got dealt to the Boston Celtics, which is probably one of the pretty much one of the most storied franchises in the NBA. I mean, basically, it's them, it's them and the Lakers. So, of course, he's going to have the cameras all over him. Because right now, he's in Boston, storage franchise. On top of that, he's the man. He's, he's the world champion. And basically, he, was brought, he, went, he went to Boston in hopes that he could deliver them a, a title. 
But now Kyrie wants out. And I guess with Kyrie, he doesn't like the players he has around him. So there's, there's a chance he may go to the Knicks with Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant. But the thing is, is if he goes to the Knicks in New York, he's going to have even more cameras around him, even more attention around him. Because we all know Kevin Durant's not going to want all that attention at all. He's probably going <laughs> to he's going to probably disappear somewhere. And I'm not sure Anthony Davis is going to be one be in the middle of it. For Kyrie, he's the point guard. That's what makes it bad because obviously, the point guard obviously is the floor the floor leader, and he's going to have a lot to deal with in New York. And according to the same with all the newspapers as well, he's going to have so much to deal with. So if Kyrie doesn't want all this attention. He's got options. Go to a smaller market. Go to Memphis. Go to Cleveland. Go some. Go somewhere where they won't give you the attention that you are trying to avoid. Now, I'm not sure where Antonio Brown ends up, but as far as that whole thing goes, I watched the whole thing with him with him on the shop and. You know, I'm not, I haven't really, I've been out of Pittsburgh for about 10 years. Actually, 10 years next month. And I haven't really been, I haven't really heard enough of more of the Antonio Brown interviews to, to hear what he sounds like. But, so I can't, I'm not going to question what his mental makeup is right now. You know, where he's at inside his head. Some people are, some people are thinking he took too many hits, and maybe CT is having an effect on him. You know, like the, like the, some people blame the bird, you know, the hit he took against the Bengals in that playoff game, as to what you know what's been happening with him. But you know, I read the you know listen, I, re- I read the article from Jesse Washington about Ontario Brown. And this was back in September. And basically, you know, Antonio Brown, I guess, threatened him after he wrote the article. And pretty much the article, for the most part, forecasted basically where we're at now with this. You know, I'm not sure what happened to him. You know, the Trones Hospital thing, he showed up late, and it just, it just got worse. And something, before the season, before the season began, began something had to happen. And maybe it happened before. Maybe it happened from last season. It just came over to the next. Who knows? But obviously, in an interview with the shop, he takes some shots at Ben as well. And supposedly, Ben blamed him for that interception against Denver. And that was late in the game. And if you watch that game, if you watch the interception, that interception is totally on Ben. And even if that defender doesn't make that catch. The second defender that was covering Brown probably is going to pick him off. But there was a pick before that as well. You know, it was a tenant for Brown, and Brown didn't even complete his route. It looked like, and Ben already threw the ball out. But there's been some talk about Ben acting like he's blameless. But we've seen him in interviews where he's taken the fall for a lot of these losses and something. You know. Whatever happened this past season, I mean, the whole thing was toxic. Not just A.B., but 
everything was. And you know, I never really take him Ben seriously as a leader because you know he had some issues early on, and I my my, my opinion is we had we we had Joey Porter, James Ferrier, Heinz Ward. All those guys, we didn't really need Ben's leadership at all. We had those guys. Those, those guys pretty much kept everybody in check. But when, when those guys were gone, who was left? But as far as Antonio Brown goes, I'm not sure where he ends up. David Carr, I was reading, supposedly... I guess supposing wants him. What was David Carr? Let me see. Ah, Derek Carr. I'm sorry. I got that's D- David's little brother. Derek w- would like to have Antonio Brown, but the thing about Derek is he has to. I'm not sure if Derek realizes that he he may not be with the Raiders. Gruden in his weird ways supposedly wants Kyler Murray. Which probably wouldn't be... I don't think it's all that good of an idea. I don't think Derek Carr's damaged goods. He had some good seasons early on. It just... This past season was a bad one. So I don't think shopping him around is all that good of an idea. And, you know, I'm not sure how... You know, how, you know, you know putting Kyler Murray with Antonio Brown... I just don't see that working out for them. But... We'll see what happens. Anyways, guys. Hell to pit. I may talk to you guys on Friday. Depends on how I'm feeling. But enjoy the rest of your week if I don't. Bye.